Welcome to another Bite Side. I'm Seamus Byrne. You might have heard from me very recently on this podcast feed, uh, a matter of hours, uh, minutes. You know, by the time you're looking at this, you might even discover that they're right here side by side in your podcast feed because you've been lazy over the weekend and you're just catching up on Monday. Whenever it might be, welcome. This is a show about tech and games and popular culture and digital culture and all those things. And we are doing a part two of new console discussions. And this time we're talking PlayStation 5. And joining me for this chat is Alice Clark. Alice, how are you since we caught up all those times ago? Oh, golly, so different. Yes. My goodness. I'm old now (laughs) with a beard. Yeah, and a a different hair or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. something that happens with age. (laughs) Things happened. Um, Look, PlayStation 5, exciting. And, I mean, right, there's this magical weirdness of the fact that after seven years of generations that everybody drops their new things at almost literally the same moment in time, including the timings of their embargoes and when we're allowed to talk about things. Um, mm-hmm. I have not been hands-on with the new PlayStation 5. You have. How are you vibing about it so far? I really like it. I like it a lot. Uh, it is somewhat similar to the PS4 still, except the controller is completely different Mm. and the menu music is different. I'm not sure how they did it, but it kind of sounds like you're at a spa in a haunted house. (laughs) Like you're calm, but you're unsettled and you don't know why. (laughs) You're like, Like, I should be prepared for anything, Yeah, but it's also a soothing thing. I mean, that sounds like video games, right? Soothing, but prepared for anything. But like literally, it sounds like the music they play at a spa. Like I don't, I I don't know what kind of composer they got for this, but it's it, that's definitely something. Music from the haunted spa. Cool. Yeah. I oh, it. I was really happy that the giant console actually fit in my entertainment unit. I was not certain that it would. I mean, does this sound like the PlayStation Six is going to be, you know, a, a surfboard? Yeah. Right. Like. The, the the scaling up is quite miraculous. Is it about like just heat sinks and space for air? Like how does it, is it heavy to kind of hold compared to the I others? haven't taken it apart yet. And while I have done a photo shoot cradling the Xbox like a baby, I have not yet cradled the PlayStation. So I, I don't like, I picked it up and I remember going, that feels like a PlayStation, but I didn't really try yeah. and do like bicep curls with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is... I'm noticing getting a little bit hotter than my Xbox did, oh. um, which I found interesting. Yeah, but not like it's not tri- sounding like a jet engine like my original PS4 did. Mm. So look, yeah, when we we talked uh, yesterday, let's use that term for when we last spoke <laughs> um, about the Xbox, there was that sense of this is about, you know, this really cool kind of continuity story of Xbox and being this like living room PC and this sort of iteration and all that. Like what are your feelings about PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 in the experience? So what's so exciting kind of about this console generation is that while for so long the Xbox and the PlayStation seem to have been jostling for that same spot on the shelf, They've now kind of diverged. Like they've got their own recognizable identities and brands and what they're trying to do. And Xbox is the console for everyone. Everyone can play. It is for families, 
It's got everything you want. It's very it's affordable. Nintendo's out here being weird as hell in the best possible way. Yeah. And now PlayStation's gone kind of in the middle of that. It's weird as hell. It's the most immersive con- console ever with the controller. And it's all about that immersive single player experience, uh, that premium expensive experience. And I think it's neat. Like obviously not the expensive part, but the the way that they're actually trying to do something different. Yeah. Uh, now what's exciting about the controller is that uh, developers can program the resistance on the triggers. So as some as like your character gets tired, it gets harder to push them down. Or if am I allowed to talk about this game yet? Hang on, pause for one second. Okay. I'm checking a bugger. Okay. So when you're playing uh, Miles Morales Spider Man, you can feel on the trigger when your web connects to the building, and you can feel that it lets go. <laughs> and as he's fighting and getting tired like it does get harder to press them down that is and so it's good. just cool it's so cool i love that uh, and, like it uses the touch screen to like swipe through an app which is nice um and in astro's playroom which is the kind of tech demo for the controller that comes with all the consoles like the wii sports of playstation but not as fun um it really takes you through just how the different uh, resistances can be used and the different zones of vibration throughout the whole controller can just be amazing. And I really hope developers use that beyond this first six months because same as how the touchscreen eventually just became one very large button. Yeah. I feel like this is going to become too much effort and it's going to be something that will be ignored by mm. everybody except for first-party publishers. But it's very cool. See, I could really see, like, EA embracing this in sports games and stuff. Again, mm. when you're talking about those kind of fatigue factors and different elements that they're giving someone that feedback is, like, so different to other kinds of cues that someone might try to set up. And, you know, there there's definitely that worry that because they make the kinds of games that are cross-platform games that they might decide not to bother, but you kind well, of feel like they... news. Yeah. Like, NBA 2K21 is taking advantage of it, so that's going to be in there for fatigue as well. Yeah. No, that's like, I love this stuff. And again, it's like it's just that genuine feeling of a next generation of that haptics kind of thing, right, where it's, okay, we've had Rumble for decades now. That's all well and good. We get what that feels like. Um, and again, I kind of wasn't like the rumble in the, you know, in the new, um, Xbox series X control. I sort of just thought, well, yep, it's, you know, it's rumble. It's the same. Whereas that's, yeah, that's the thing that I've been looking forward to experiencing with DualSense is that hearing just about these, these triggers and the different ways in which it can, oh, like, I love the idea of the web slinging being, having that kind of feedback. Just like, it's just neat like yeah. you feel like you're more a part of it like i felt definitely more connected to the games i played on playstation that had dual sense stuff uh enabled that i did anything i played on xbox yeah and so do you feel like because look in my head i'm like i don't i don't 
again, we're saying how, well, you don't really need an Xbox out of the gate, but with a game like Miles Morales coming out, that is so giving me those vibes. I'm like, I think I really want to have a PlayStation 5 so I can play this game. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Like, you, you can play it on PS4 yeah. and it'll be fine. But it is something that, like, okay, if you really love this game, you need to play it on PS5. It's not super long, though. Like, yeah. it's not as long as the original Spider-Man game. Yeah. It was never going to be. Yeah. It's still longer than I expected. Yeah. And just being able to, you know, web sling around town is half the fun of... I, like, I just open world those games to just go slinging and hanging out in town. So I haven't gotten the remastered version of the original uh, Spider-Man yet, but I'm now wondering if that's got the same DualSense stuff. Oh, that would be nice. Because that would be so cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm so that to is an that exciting right feature that genuinely feels like... Look, and I kind of, I can't say who, but I kind of at one point, it's probably 18 months or so ago, that I had sort of someone mm. pretty senior in the wider industry um, express to me how they felt like the raw power of PlayStation 5 was going to kind of blow people's socks off with, with you know, that that whole kind of competitive space of, you know, Xbox versus PlayStation, that just that kind of raw gaming power that is going to be in the PlayStation was going to be so amazing. Um, it's like, apart from, you know, those sorts of features, like, is there anything else about it that sort of stands out? But, I mean, in itself, I do feel like that, that it's mm. kind of cool that the controller itself might actually be something that really sort of shows off what actually Things- a whole new generation can do. Oh, yeah. The controller is what this is all about. Things load fast and they look pretty. Uh, unfortunately, the only two next-gen games I've had to play on PS5 have been Astro's Playground and Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. And Spider-Man has... It's obviously, it's not a full release build yet. There's still quite a few bugs. Like, sometimes skin is weird. Right. <laughs> like a Twilight vampire. And there's a lot of weird audio things. Like for a while, I just had Miles' uncle yelling, Miles, watch out! Every about 15 to 20 seconds. <laughs> right. For like a long time. <laughs> so which probably all this is going to be patched out by the time you get to play it. This is just one of yeah. those fun game journalism things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the adventures. Yeah. Uh, but so I haven't really gotten to take full advantage of what next gen can do, which yeah. is the same as on Xbox. There, like aside from Yakuza Like a Dragon and Dirt 5, there weren't really any next gen games to play for a very long time. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And also, I know the Xbox Series X a lot better than I know the PS5 because I had the Series X for more than a month and I've had the PS5 for a, a bit more than a week. Yeah. Um, are, there, week. are there any other bits of like interface that sort of stand out as different? Are, are we still on the, what are, do they still call it the cross media bar or whatever the kind of the latest version of the media? I have no is. idea what they call it. It's slightly different. Yep. It's still the same general idea, but it looks sleeker. Uh, yep. Graphic designers had a lot of fun with it. Cool. Um, the way you shut it down is different. So like when you hold down the PlayStation button, instead of just getting the three power options, you get like a little menu bar at the bottom of your game and you can like jump into a different game or you can look at trophies or you can just like scroll all the way across to power. Hmm. 
That's neat. And look, I think it's it's worth pointing out as well that with this sort of the quick play and sort of quick resume type features and the faster loading, some people I think kind of downplay it a bit as saying it's mm. not that good, whereas I think there is a lot to be said from my own perspective on like, again, time poor adult that wants to just sit down and play games when I have that moment to play them. Mm. This stuff is actually important. Yeah, I think a lot of people poo-poo stuff like Xbox's quick resume is like, oh, that's just for people who can't decide what they want to play. It's like, no, it's for people who can decide what they want to play. But yes, they then want to play a racing game. Today they want to go on an RPG adventure and tomorrow they want to play basketball, Mm. but they don't want to wait for any of it to load. Yeah. Or like one thing, a classic would be for me, go, oh, I just want to do some driving around in Forza and then uh, some friends come online and go, oh, yeah, we're jumping into Destiny. Yeah, and like that ability to then kind of go, oh, cool, I just want to quickly hang out with my friends and play that game that they're playing right now. And that, you know, and then, oh, then they drop off and you could then go back and have one more little race or something, knowing that you don't have to kind of go, okay, I'll just, uh, actually, I'm calling it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like you get frustrated with a puzzle in one game and you are ready to smash the controller and possibly everything you own. And you're like, let's just take a moment. And do some Tony Hawk. That is a great like that's, point. Yeah. Yeah. That's important too. That is a really good point. That like that there's some of those like the Tony Hawks of the world, that there are those games where you sort of think, that's just a nice just swap over there to chill. Like mm. that having those ready to go does make a huge difference. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Game sorbet in twenty seconds as opposed to having to wait like five, six minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. getting what you need when you need it. Like we're very, we're an impatient generation. Yeah. Well, generations. It's an impatient time. We yeah. want to do things right now, even if we can't go anywhere. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess some kind of wrap up for this one in general, I mean, just in its own terms, if you're a PlayStation user, um, are you feeling like people need this right now? Or again, is it the, it's awesome, but it's okay to chill for a while? Look, it's okay to wait, but unlike how on PlayStation, say on Xbox, all you're missing is a slower loading time, on PlayStation, you are actually missing out on a more immersive, better experience. Like the DualSense controller is really what it's all about. You can't get one anyway, so that's sad. Uh, And most games will still be released on PS4 for a while, but it really... This is the PlayStation that you want to be playing it on. This is this is the experience you want. Like I'm probably going to start requesting more of my codes on PlayStation than I would have before. Yeah. Just because of DualSense. Oh, that, yeah, that's a really great point to make. And so yeah, there's almost that sense that someone will be able to enjoy some bragging rights between like now and, you know, Christmas window of console mm-hmm. releases if they've got their pre-order heading their way. Um and and that's what gamers want sometimes. They want to be able to say they've got the cool new thing and that it has made a difference to their gaming experience. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's why we have podcasts. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so in a comparison sense, then, to kind of wrap up this little pair of shows, is there what's, like, do you have thought, because they are separating themselves now, and mm. that's kind of, it is, it's a positive thing. If you're someone who, you know, like people like us kind of end up with both of them, and there's plenty of people who enjoy having both. Um, 
So that all makes sense, but it makes more sense to have both now than it has really ever before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also it's now more defined. I would say your Xbox consoles for families or people who want to play, have more than one person using the console either at a time or segmented. Whereas the PlayStation is you want a immersive single player experience. You want to be able to play that game with no distractions. This is what you play for a long time and you enjoy it. That is who the PlayStation is for. You know, what kind of strikes me. I'm like, my, my, brain is just something i feel like a great combo would probably be mm-hmm. get a playstation 5 for all the super high-end stuff and get a series s as your oh, absolutely xbox game pass machine that just it's like it's about having the access to the stuff at a minimal reduction of the sort of experience and then you just get your mm-hmm. tentpole triple a action on your playstation 5 but that depends on whether or not you already own games from the original Xbox and the 360 on yeah. discs. Yeah. Because that backwards compatibility with that disc drive means I'm so happy I held on to my old games collection, or at least most of it. Yeah. Because you can just go back and experience some of the good stuff and see that it now actually sucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Graphics have moved on. It yep. looks terrible now. All of your memories need to be remastered before you experience them again. But you have the option, and that's important. Yeah. I definitely have a little section in the cupboard, which is the, here's here's my all-time favorite old games that I have clung on to. There is that nice feeling of going, it was worth it. I can feed them into a machine again. (laughs) You know, the ones that weren't already kind of, you know, hooked up with back compatibility things. Um, That's, yeah, I'm excited to do that. But look, it's. I feel like... Is the final answer that it's like, well, welcome to the smorgasbord of nice things that we we all kind of win in the end? I I, I think that's a, a nice place to to finish in a yeah. sense. Yeah, like finally in twenty twenty, there's too many good options. <laughs> like, when, when what other time of year? Like this year, has there been too many good things that you want to do? This is great. In in twenty twenty, this is the only moment. Welcome everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is your perfect enjoy this feeling <laughs> the perfect storm and look yeah for me personally in a few weeks i even get a new world of warcraft so you know like no. everything is coming up trumps in uh november let's not use except that word. For, i know as soon as it came out of my mouth <laughs> i'm like <sighs> well yeah hopefully by the time this comes out we'll know one way or the other for that business too Thank you, Alice. This has been fun and uh, hopefully people feel deeply informed and they can rush out to pre-order their consoles that will arrive in February 2021 at this stage. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Uh, Everybody, happy playing. I hope you get the console you want. Cheers. And, hey, tell listeners where they can find your stuff on the internet if they want to find more cool things from Alice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AliceDKC. You can also read me on Byteside hey. and in the age slash City Morning Herald. And I have a weekly column in the Herald Sun that goes national, I think. And also a bunch of other places. I'm hey. everywhere. Excellent. Find me on Twitter. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> and thank you, listeners. And we will catch you again real soon.